Hi, I'm Casey. And I'm Matt. And this is Too Much Film School. This time we're going to talk about the trailer for Looper. Which is a awesome looking sci-fi action movie from Ryan Johnson. He directed Brick and The Brothers Bloom. And more importantly, he went to USC. That's right, just like us. So it's like we're famous. Yes, exactly. I actually worked at the archives at USC at the time when they were going from paper records to computer records. And I had to watch literally every single student film from the 1960s until the present, which at the time was, I think, 2000. So like 40 years worth of student films. All of them. And the only one that I remember was a movie called Evil Demon Golf Ball from Hell, directed by Ryan Johnson. That must mean something. That every other student film at USC was terrible. I saw The the Lift by Robert Zemeckis. I vaguely remember it, and it was kind of terrible. I saw all of George Lucas's student films. None of them were good. There, uh, Brian Singer's things were crap. Like, the only one that I remember was Ryan Johnson. And when I saw it, he wasn't a thing. Brick right. had not come out. He was just some guy that graduated a couple of years before we started. And I was like, well, oh, that was a funny movie. And I think it's available on YouTube. So Yeah, it's actually... It's one... just like watching Looper. <laughs> they actually showed Evil Demon Golf Ball from Hell uh, during my like film school orientation when they were doing the walkthrough. They're like, oh, students make films like this. And I was like, oh, that's pretty good. Uh, so it gets around... Um, and you were saying Ryan Johnson wasn't a thing. It was before Brick and Brothers Bloom. I don't think he was a thing before Looper. Like, Brick was a very small scale, uh, even though it was a really well-made movie, and then he went on to do the Brothers Bloom, which was much bigger budget and higher clout, but I don't think anyone saw it. It's true. Brick made only $2 million at the box office, and Brothers Bloom, which was a much larger film, only made three and a half. So... Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, go rent those movies, because they're, they're very good. They're very well written, and they're dialogue heavy, and just very literarily crafted, I would say. Like, Brick is a film noir level of detective story set in a high school, but not in a kitschy way of like, oh, they're talking like it's old-timey 20s or, you know, something. It is still gritty and impactful for as anachronistic as it is initially to hear teenagers talking like... Humphrey Bogart in a detective movie with snappy dialogue. That goes away, and then you just marvel at it by 20 minutes in. Now, as much as it is literary and very well written, he's also a great director. Like, every shot is composed very specifically to have a certain effect. And he does have that habit that most USC grads have, where there's a shot or, or a particular type of angle that is repeated throughout the movie four or five times. It's called a motif. Yes. They taught us that. They ram it down yeah. our throat. And uh, even watching the trailer for Looper, there's a shot where Joseph Gordon-Levitt is like falling out of a window and the camera is rotating on its axis. It's a very short trailer. It's like a minute long and they still manage to fit in the motif where later on Joseph Gordon-Levitt is just sort of walking towards the camera and the camera is again rotating on its axis. And I expect to see that rotation several times at key moments in the film to remind us that the story is structured and see, repetitive. <laughs> it's also uh, thematic because it, he's a looper. It's a loop, like circles. The I, camera is moving in a circle. Does the That's, title make any sense to you? What does that mean? Um, I took it because he they reveal, getting into the story, he's an assassin who kills people that are sent back from the future. And then it turns out that one of them is himself, played by Bruce Willis. Who, obviously, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is going to turn into Bruce Willis. I, I can see that, kind of. They, uh, <laughs> they cut between them overlay, and it, it makes sense enough. They had two eyes and nose and a mouth. Yes, both of them. exactly. That's the guy. <laughs> uh, but he is stuck in a loop of 
he's going to kill himself. I don't know if all of them end up doing that, but essentially he's in this time loop, which actually, now that I think about it, Bruce Willis has done for in 12 Monkeys. I remember the explanation I gave to someone of what happens beyond the story. Uh, he, they're like, but the ladies there at the end who will get the cure, spoiler alert for 12 Monkeys. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, they're, she's going to take the un... If you haven't seen 12 Monkeys, also go see that. I'm making a list for yeah. our listeners. Go see 12 Monkeys. We'll email it out to you. Uh, and you have to report back on what you've seen. Uh, but he is kind of stuck in a loop of Bruce Willis sees himself as he, he's a young boy at the airport sees himself goes to the future comes back dies in front of himself that young boy grows up to go back and so he's kind of just looping while the rest of humanity gets the cure presumably from the unfiltered strain that the lady is there to get on the plane and they move on in theory or develop a cure or do something so he's essentially just stuck in a loop uh, apparently he's playing it again, but he, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is the younger him. I guess I never really saw that as a loop. I mean, I guess if you considered a paperclip a loop, like, that's sort of how I see that if you graph it out on, like, a timeline. Right. But I don't think it's a loop because it doesn't close because the older well, person does not become the younger person. It's more of a, um, loop. Uh, I was trying to think of another word, like a, uh, stuntman driving a car or, uh, or a Hot Wheels track. <laughs> has it, or like a roller coaster there's a loop they don't touch it's not a circle it's not a closed form it's a loop de loop okay well, so well, that's they... why that's where this name comes from I assume then in that case all there's a, apparently a group of them called loopers right. and do they not know that they're all going to kill themselves I <laughs> made up the that's how this has to end part <laughs> for the, the name but just the fact that they involve time travel someone gets sent back to them right for a kill, maybe they, and maybe it becomes more that they're the ones sent back or something. Now, they do definitely show the future at some point, because when he's talking about criminals in the future wanting to kill someone, they send them back in the past. We see three uh, Hasidic Jews. Yeah. <laughs> Amish gangs control the future, everyone. Look out. They send someone into the past. So we clearly see the future, and we even see someone on like a hover bike or something. Yeah. And I'm not sure, and this doesn't really matter, I'm just curious, is Joseph Gordon-Levitt from the future? And then he goes back in the past? Or is he from the present and like somebody walks up to him and be like, hey, we've got a time machine. You want to make some money? <laughs> I read it as he... Which is very similar to uh, Safety Not Guaranteed, which we That's... checked out last week. It's true. And actually, is Safety this... Not Guaranteed, I feel like, is, is the comedy version of The Sound of My Voice, where there's a cult uh, and some investigative journalists go into it and it's a woman claiming to be from the future. Uh, it's very much darker <laughs> than... Uh, both Looper and Safety Not Guaranteed. Apparently we're going to have to right do now. like a triple feature to yeah. like make sense of all of these. Time travel is the new sparkly vampires. <laughs> they are hot right now. No, I read it as Joseph Gordon-Levitt existed in whatever the present is for then. Um, and someone approached him and said, hey, you want to make some money? It is odd that he has this specialized gun, which is apparently looks but futuristic. It looks like they gave it to him. Yeah. I so mean, there's, they... a, there's a shot of him dropping the gun into a box that says Looper's Guns, which... I don't that, know where this room that is. That was weird, because it's like, they're checking in at an office. Was there a time card punch next to that? I thought it was, yeah, you kill them so that it can't be traced. And then they burn the body. But apparently it's always at the same silo where they are just clocking in for the day. No, I'm pretty sure there was another uh, assassination. That, was that They use that place frequently. or You see that at least a couple times. But I feel like we saw someone else time travel in. Yeah. Which there's no like bright, sparkly effects like Back to the Future or Terminator. A little disappointed by yeah, that. Yeah, just... Blink in. 
Yeah, that's no fun. Come on. Where's your effects budget? Anyway. Well, their effects budget was spent on the tornado that's going on behind Bruce Willis. I'm not really sure what's going on. He's like pointing his hand at the camera and there's like shit blowing around behind okay. him. There, there's other shots of Emily Blunt who I've never seen in a film before. She was in the Adjustment Bureau and a couple uh, things. Well, I, she was apparently in The Muppets, but only as a reference to another film I hadn't seen. Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. So. She gets around, just not movies you're inclined to Oh, see. yeah. No, she's apparently a huge famous actress that I don't know anything well, about. But there are shots of her with stuff blowing in the background. Now, there's some sort of, like, tornado thing going they're, on. They're, I'm sure it's a time tornado. Well, I was going to say, they just appear to be in Kansas or wherever they have corn, so maybe it's just a regular tornado in one of the scenes happens to be when a real one is going on. That would actually be awesome. I hope that happens. Yeah. I, Ryan Johnson, if that's not what happens, fix we, it before the movie comes out. Um, speaking of Emily Blunt, she is looking haggard in this movie. <laughs> I mean, it's how she's made up. They gave her kind of some straggly blonde hair and like sunspots and freckles like crazy. And usually she's darker haired and very fair skinned and everything. But if that's what she's just looking, showed up set like, I'm like, what is going on there? <laughs> that's uh, that's what normal people look like before makeup is applied to them and nice lighting and, like, your standards are too high. I, I think they still <laughs> wore her down for part of whatever her role looks like it's going to be in this. She does sort of look like Amy Adams in The Fighter. But the plot of the story looks very interesting in that he realizes it's himself and that he let him get away and now people are coming to kill him. So he, he, they have a scene where he's saying, I'll make this right, I'll kill him. And I wonder if he knows it's himself at that point. And he's just like, yes, I'm going to kill myself. I know I die at that point, but I won't die now. Or I'll get the gold and be, you know, live the rich life until then. But then I would also wonder what the, the rules of time travel are in that they can't kill me right now because I live to be Bruce Willis over there. Suckers, do your worst. <laughs> You know. Yeah, I don't know if it's the kind of time travel where they allow contradictions or if it's splitting timelines right. or if it's a... It, Brian Johnson strikes me as, and again, I'm basing this on two movies, but he seems like he would be the kind of guy where it's time time is what it is. And if you see someone, a time traveler in the past, then that person has always been there. And whatever they do in the past, that's what caused events in the future. You know, like 12 Monkeys, where it's right. a stable time loop. But then uh, my argument would hold up of they can't kill him because he is going to make it to old enough to be Bruce Willis. But if you're shooting bullets at someone, like that's even the, even if they know on some level that yeah. they're they're clearly invincible because Bruce Willis is alive, they're still going to run for the bullets and it right. still might motivate them to do their job. There is that. Um, I just hope that they bring up elements like that in a kind of Philip K. Dick level of uh, very devoid of human nature or like making hard choices like yes i'm going to kill myself in the future that's not me that's them you know kind of separation which uh, i find intriguing in things from like a psychological approach hopefully there's more thought that goes into it than uh donnie darko which was another usc grad uh, richard kelly and that movie as cool as looking as it was was just sort of a mess and doesn't really make a lot of sense uh i mean it's one of those where if you watch it 15 times you can probably put it together and people are like oh no it totally makes sense if you know because this character said this and it's like this is i need to be able to understand the movie the first time uh, i feel like this is going to be one that like 12 monkeys you're gonna have to pay attention but it's going to make sense at the conclusion yeah i hope it's closer to 12 monkeys uh though i did enjoy donnie dark for the first time but i don't have to have a movie make sense i can fill in the blanks and i can just look at a movie and say that was like uh, abstract art, and I pieced something together. Um, David Lynch is a big throw things at the wall, and there's images, and some people say things, but I don't know if you could call it a plot. Um, and I still enjoy Lost Highway. 
I enjoyed Lost Highway when I was, I haven't watched it recently because it's hard <laughs> to watch, but you know, it's interesting to watch as an art piece. So I, I have a bit more tolerance to that, but I do hope that this has a nice buttoned up narrative. I'm just I'm planning on going to see it in a movie theater and not in an art museum. Right, so okay. <laughs> there's your problem. I'm I'm fine with, with uh, art movies in a museum where I'm prepared for it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually in terms of sci fi, I feel like this looks a little closer to like for some reason ai and it might be the vision of the future or it might be joseph gordon levitt uh <laughs> looking a bit like jude law and that i don't know he has coiffed hair he, uh, he looks a little weirdly made up where every every time i see the trailer i'm like isn't that joseph gordon levitt well, or am i making this up i think Cause he's, he's in everything right now he's gotten a little a lot leaner since like even inception uh you mentioned the shot where joseph gordon levitt is rotating with the camera as a motif but i was gonna say actually that might just be an inception reference it did remind one of it but that's sort of i mean i don't know when this was being shot i don't know if inception was even right out at I, the time um but yes it definitely it did it does feel like inception in that they're trying to make everything realistic in this fantastical setting setting which i, li- I like i like i like that style I, the future vision that you that you mentioned may just be hey uh skyscrapers and flying cars future right. okay like let's let's move past this that's not what the main focus of the story is no i think actually the vision we the glimpses we get into the future are interesting because they have film grain and uh, they're overexposed and it looks like an older format of film that's actually shot on so it's a bit more res- retro in the future. That's why they have Amish gangsters. That's because exactly they it. can't have buttons. Yeah. And it's just like the past. There's no electronics. They move back to hand cranked <laughs> cameras to shoot those sequences. But yeah, the flying cars were a little also Blade Runner like, but you can't really patent flying cars. Yeah, flying cars, it's always going to go back to Blade Runner because yeah. it was the first time it was done well. Right. Um, <laughs> That's like anytime somebody gets on a white space station, it's going to look like 2001, no matter right. what you do. You mentioned how quaffed Joseph Gordon Levitt looked. Or I mentioned him looking like Jude Law from AI. Those parts did actually make me question whether he's going to make it to the future. Like the second him falling shot. I think he's in a shiny leather jacket. I'm like, that looks like future gear. So I wonder if somehow he's going to make it to the future. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, intriguing shots in this trailer that definitely make me want to see it. Now, granted, when I first heard about this movie like a year ago that Brian Johnson is making a movie with Bruce Willis and it's about time travel, I was like, sold. When does it come out? Like, I didn't really need this trailer like a few of the other trailers that we've discussed, but uh, seeing this trailer confirms all of my biases up to this point that I want to see the next Ryan Johnson movie. Yeah, I want to see the next Ryan Johnson movie and I want to see the Inception-y looking movie because that was also a good film. <laughs> so, it's a nice trend to go with. Now, apparently the studio does not agree with me that this movie looks awesome because they're releasing it at the end of September, which is just, like, the shittiest of shit movies come out in September. Yeah, we talked about, I think, Total Recall coming out in August, which is really late, and we thought, oh, with a big action movie like this, why wouldn't they go June or July? But we had to guess that maybe they didn't want to face some of the June-July, and they thought they could own August. I don't know that they would think that with Looper, unless they think that it's going to be a kind of sleeper of mid-level sci-fi and not like huge robots. So maybe they didn't want to go up against those in the summer, and they think they can really sneak it in in September, build a groundswell for it. The last Bruce Willis movie that came out in September was The Surrogates, which gives you an idea. That movie was god-awful. Exactly. It had sci-fi channel-level graphics uh, special effects in it. And the storyline, it was 
iRobot with Will Smith. Just the same storyline. And even James Cromwell is playing the same part of it. <laughs> He's the guy that invented the surrogate machines, but now he thinks they're wrong and they're ultimately going to bring the downfall of civilization. So he's the one that's causing all... <laughs> it is the same movie, just stupid as hell. <laughs> I so. didn't think iRobot was that great anyways. But, uh, yeah, I mean, why are they releasing this in September? This looks like an awesome movie. And, it, you know, it's like when they released Firefly in September... Was it Serenity? Whichever one was the movie. There you go. I don't know. Um, when they released the movie version of it, it, that came out in September, and we were like, why the fuck? And then it didn't make any money, so I'm afraid that that's what's going to happen with Looper, is that despite how awesome it is, I'm assuming, um, it's going to crash and burn in because it's buried in September, which is the equivalent of putting a television show on Friday night. Yeah, I hope... It's really good, and then it bucks the uh, trend for that time of the year and just really steps up. The one movie that I could see it being like is Limitless, which looked really awesome in the trailers and had an interesting conceit and a little bit of sci-fi-ness, but was just a terrible movie just because it was kind of one trick and didn't answer a lot of the obvious questions about it and seemed like they just took MTV-style graphics or added music and then went, oh, Bradley Cooper's in it. Um... So hopefully this can rise above that level. Usually I spend August and September catching up on the movies from June and July that I missed. <laughs> and so this year I actually have new movies that I want to watch, which is, uh, you know, interesting and different. Yeah, maybe it'll change the way going forward. People will be like, no, it's not a devoid wasteland that we can't release anything and do, and I'll start opening up for mid-range solid films. I would like to think so. That's it for this episode. Tune in next time. If you're looking forward to Looper, or if you think it looks dumb for some reason, give us an email at too much film school at gmail.com.